friends, Uncle Marv here with another episode of the IT Business Podcast. Today is Wednesday, November 15th, the week after IT Nation in Orlando, Florida, which is where I was at last week. So we are going to do a little bit of a recap of that. And of course, we're going to get to a segment that you all have been waiting for. Probably some vendors are watching for the very first time to see if they get mentioned in the best swag segment. I have a special guest that should be showing up uh, later tonight, and we'll get to him. I won't announce him yet because don't want to jinx it. And, of course, we've got Florida Man stories. But first, let me go ahead and let you know that I like doing this show, and I like doing it for lots of reasons. Some of it is because of the stories, and today's story will highlight our presenting sponsor, I was at a job today, and it was a camera slash door access control vendor who, I can't go into the whole story, but this is a building that's been in the process of being built for three years, actually four years, because it was before COVID, and they had put in this door access and camera system that needed to go onto our network and the gentleman wanted and actually demanded that the client open up ports on the firewall so that they could have remote access. And we kept saying, no, that's not going to happen. And today I got to meet the gentleman for the very first time as I went there to connect their equipment to our network for the very first time. Uh, they got their certificate certificate of authenticity. Uh, occupancy just a couple of weeks ago. So now we can go in and do all the stuff. I've got their network set up, multiple switches. We're going to have VLANs because they've got uh, the office, the store, they've got a cafe, they've got this camera automation system, they've got some money systems. Uh, it's a whole setup here and it's a not-for-profit. So it's not like, you know, they've got money to spend. So we've been doing this stuff for them. So I met the vendor on site and he immediately started with, well, you've got to do this and open the ports. And I said, no, 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 we don't open ports. And I had two things in my pocket to um, to uh, say to him. And the first thing was the executive director of this not-for-profit had had a situation in their last organization where they had breached. They got a ransomware attack and uh, apparently did not have good backups. They didn't have a, a system in place. So she was in a panic. She's like, no, 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 we can't, we can't allow anything. And so we had been putting them on this path of cybersecurity. So, you know, we're doing all this stuff. We've got threat locker installed. Ding. Uh, we have locked them down. They're using true grid ding for remote access. And I told this gentleman, we are not opening ports. And I told him why. And the first reason was the executive director was just paranoid. The second reason is that they had gotten a grant this past year, which allowed for them to do some major upgrades to their network. So we had done that. But one of the stipulations was that the upgrade was going to include cybersecurity. And so I told him that and he still did not want to relent. And I said, you have two options. I can open up ports, but you're going to do multi-factor authentication. And it's going to be to a machine on our system that we control, blah, blah, blah. Or they can choose another vendor. So after uh, about two minutes of hemming and hauling, he said, okay, we'll do that. So we set up a workstation for him. He installed his stuff. Uh, they're going to install a splash top uh, for them to do remote access. We're still going to have our RMM and stuff on board. But once we got past that, we were there for two hours because installing software was slow and stuff. He actually was pretty cordial, pretty excited. And he was all about telling me this tool that he got. And he had gone on Amazon and purchased for $65 this little tester that would go out and test POE over Ethernet cables. And he needed that because, you know, they install cameras, they do POE from their switches. And a lot of times they run into cable issues, even though they run the cables. And he was all excited about telling me about this tool. Well, for those of you that know me, know that I carry around a bag of tools from NetAlly. And so I pulled out 
my etherscope and showed him what my tool could do. And he's like, oh, I guess that's more than $65. I said, yes, it is. And of course, we spent about 15 minutes going through the NetAlly tool. Uh, all that to say, folks, that uh, the presenting sponsor for this show is NetAlly. They are a wonderful supporter and they have, now listen, they're going to be the Cadillac of network testing tools. They are expensive, but they do the deed. They do everything from, you know, just no, they're not certifiers for cable, but they will test cables. They will test network connectivity. They will test POE. Uh, the new CyberScope will actually go out and, and test for open ports. There's a lot of stuff that, that the Etherscope can do. So that was my story for our presenting sponsor today. We'll get to some other sponsors tonight. But I do want to mention one quick thing. This actually ties into IT Nation. So normally I have a mug that I sip from, and many of you have asked, what am I, what am I drinking a lot of times? And usually it's some sort of mixed concoction with, um, you know, warm water and pineapple and stuff to, to keep my throat from getting scratchy during this show. So I do have that tonight in this mug, but I have in this mug tonight, which I normally do not do, uh, is I have coffee in this mug. And I'm doing this for two reasons. One, first, let me take a sip so that you know that I am drinking. One is to say that in the very near future, even though I've been holding up Uncle Marv's IT business podcast mug up here, there will be a future sponsor that will be having this mug logo installed. Uh, so I want to get you guys used to that where you will start seeing some stuff there. The second reason is CyberQP uh, provided me with this coffee that it was at the conference. Now, technically, this is not swag, but they treated it as such. And normally, I don't eat anything handed out in a swag bag, whether it's candy. You know, the little mints sometimes are good. But uh, Cynthia Schreiner with CyberQP, uh, we were chatting around and she, you know, reached back and said, hey, why don't you take one of these? So she gave me this uh, packet of coffee. So I said, well, at least I need to try it. Uh, not my usual brand here. This is 100% Colombian gourmet coffee. So not my usual flavor, but I'm trying it tonight. I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, Cynthia Cyber CQ or Cyber QP. And uh, just do a little vendor stuff tonight here. And let me, what is this? This is some Yahoo on here. We're going to have to ban somebody from hosting uh, in the chat here. All right. So let me uh, go ahead and say in the chat, I've got a couple of people there. Tom, uh, actually, this Tom is uh, a friend from college. Good old Palm Beach Atlantic. Thank you for hanging out, Tom. Uh, hello, Katie. And yes, if you notice the shirt, I normally don't wear vendor shirts, but tonight I am wearing the Thread shirt uh, because Thread is the 2023 Pitch It contest winner, and they won the $70,000. So I'm wearing their shirt. That is the front side of it. A very simple logo there, Thread. And uh, Tom Wyatt... Uh, it's in there. I bet you that shirt is made of a bunch of threads. Yes, it is. So I will say uh, quickly that here's the back of the shirt that basically says, don't be a maverick, join thread. So it's a very interesting shirt back there. And at the very bottom, I'm doing a very terrible job if you're watching on the thing, death to the ticket. So that is the thread apparel here. Uh, this will not go into the regular rotation, but I will be having Thread on an upcoming show, and we'll talk about their product and congratulate them on their win of Pitchett this year. Ah, Lady Giles is in the chat. Chillakilla. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, and Tom just commented uh, on the fact that he has a couple of bags of that coffee. 
I guess he'll try it. It's actually not bad. I'm not going to say anything bad about the coffee. It's coffee. It's good. It's uh, it's just a little more of of, of a bold uh, flavor. I'm not a big Colombian coffee type person, but it's good. It works out great there. All right. So IT Nation. So that was held this past November 8th through the 10th in Orlando, Florida at the Rosen Shingle Creek Resort. And if you heard one of my earlier shows, yes, it is a one of those fabulous resorts and a very nice place. Got a lot of a lot of stuff. Now, I obviously didn't have time to go to anything because I was too busy with the conference. But I would say that if you are in Florida to go to SeaWorld, it's only a couple of blocks away. That would be a great place to hang out and stay with the family. Nice. Uh, I don't know about the rooms because I actually stayed down the road uh, at another hotel. But uh, from what I could see, very fabulous hotel there. Now, IT Nation this year, I think that they were close to 4,000 people there. So it was one of your bigger conferences, tons of presentations, tons of breakouts. So I think if it's something where you are an IT professional, uh, especially a managed service provider, technology solution provider, and you need to get a taste of the channel and you want to see the vendors uh, in this channel, there were, I believe, over 150 vendors in the hall. Uh, that's where you want to go. You want to go to an event like this. Uh, it started out on Wednesday. Uh, Jason McGee, the chief executive offer, uh, officer, started out with uh, a mini keynote and really hammered home probably this concept that uh, we're going to hear a lot about called hyper-automation. And it's uh, one of the concepts that's been gaining steam around the industry, uh, basically combining AI, uh, machine learning, uh, something called RPA, which I wasn't quite sure about uh, when I heard it. But when I looked it up, it's robotic process automation. Uh, so combining all of those things, those three things together uh, is basically going to make a lot of our tools Uh, much more complex, much more smooth running. Uh, Now, I didn't get a whole lot of information on this. I did have an interview with Jake Varghese. Uh, If you go back to podcast number 574, I interviewed him, and he did uh, talk about their platform called ASIO. And that is, in their opinion, the platform for integrating all of their tools and allowing for other vendors to tie into the platform and integrate. Uh, So there's going to be a lot of things coming down the road. Uh, They had a lot of announcements uh, all based around this. And that's something you're just going to hear about. I know that when I looked it up, Gartner, uh, (coughs) excuse me, has identified hyper automation as one of the top 10 strategic technology trends, and it is considered a powerful disruptive business advantage that helps organizations tap into their operational data to identify and automate more business and IT processes. So that is something that uh, is really going to be probably big. I'm going to have to get some people from ConnectWise on the show. I am not a ConnectWise user, so let me just throw that out there, uh, full disclosure, um, probably something to look at uh, if I decide to make a change. Uh, I've looked at uh, a bunch of platforms out there. Unfortunately, I, you know me, guys. I, I don't like to change. If stuff works, I'm not changing. That's bottom line. I don't. It's not about the price, uh, but it is about being more effective. It's about providing a better experience for my clients. And if that's what's going to happen, it's going to happen. So, uh, no slight to any of the other programs out there. I think there are some other great platforms out there. Uh, Datto RMM was good. Datto Autotask was good. Synchro uh, is making a whole bunch of changes and making their platform better. I did look at them earlier this year. Uh, it was, you know, I couldn't make it. I couldn't. I could not pull the trigger. I wanted to, but I couldn't. Um, so. 
I, I think there's going to be some stuff there. So we'll see where things are next year with that. So IT Nation, let me tell you, um, the other thing I would say about that is they had some some great uh, events around IT Nation. Of course, they had Ezra Ray Hart uh, at the block party there. They had a keynote speaker that I think was fantastic, Jesse Cole, who is the founder of Fans First Entertainment and the owner of a baseball organization called the Savannah Bananas. Now, of course, that is not a professional baseball team. It's not even a minor league baseball team. Uh, if some of you are old enough to remember the uh, the Harlem Globetrotters, uh, there was another professional softball team that traveled the country and they played games against local teams and it was for entertainment. Well, that's what the Savannah Bananas are. And Jesse basically has has built this. He is the proud inventor of Banana Ball, uh, which is considered to be the fastest and most entertaining game of baseball. And it has a bunch of little tweaks into it. Um, like there's a two-hour limit, uh, no walks, uh, no bunting, uh, no stepping out of the batter's box. Uh, if fans catch a foul ball, you're out. So a lot of things that are different from traditional baseball, but apparently this is a fantastic family experience that if you want to go and see entertainment in a baseball setting, this would be the place. So Savannah Bananas, of course, Savannah is in Georgia. So I don't see that here, but I have family in Georgia. So we may have to find a way to make a trip up there. And, uh, but he gave a great, uh, a great, uh, keynote there. Uh, I'm not going to go too much into a lot of the keynotes, but uh, there will be some links. I know that ConnectWise has been putting links out to some of this stuff out there, and they'll be talking about it in depth. But uh, I just wanted to give a quick recap there. And I see in our green room, right on time, is our special guest. So let me go ahead and bring him on the screen now. Ladies and gentlemen, Justin Gilbert with the Channel Company in the house. Justin, how are you? Good. It's Channel Program, but there's a lot of channel companies with Channel. What did I say? The Channel Company? Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Joel likes a bit of uh, – Joel, uh, Joel has got Channel Pro, and then we got uh, Channel Company uh, where you know Dana just left there. Uh, so, yeah, there's too many channels in the channel. Yeah, channel this, channel that. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, Channel Program. So – Unfortunately, Justin, I won't clean that up in editing. So don't worry about it. <laughs> have to live with that. Uh, so, Justin, let me first, before we get too far into it, mm -hmm. um, the last time people saw you on this program was a few years ago. Mm -hmm. You were with another organization. Um, and, and let me see if I can get this correct. Oh, here you, we go. This is, is going to be a challenge. Because <laughs> be. you left and then you came back and then you got moved to another position inside the company. The company got acquired. Multiple times. And then you did yeah. something else. And then and then you moved twice since then, correct? Uh, no. So I have the so it was, yeah. So I was at App River and then App River yep. uh, got acquired by a private equity firm and then got acquired by uh, Zix. I Zix. For like a year. To an awesome company, Files.com, great guys. Uh, and then um, I got I got recruited to come back uh, to uh, to now Zix at the time and worked in their channel marketing. And then then we got acquired by OpenText. And uh, then I moved into uh, running the uh, the sales team there, uh, the the MSP sales team. Uh, yeah, so that was my journey there. It was a, it was quite a few uh, acquisitions to be sure. A lot of moving. And now you're at the channel program. And what is your official title there? Yeah, so I'm the VP of sales here. Uh, and so it's essentially uh, working. It's a little different. We, you know, I don't recruit, uh, you know, MSPs directly. Now I bring vendors into our platform to work with MSPs. Okay. All right. So let me just get this out of the way. Do it. So I'm doing my swag run, <laughs> which is uh, what we're going to talk about tonight. And... I hear you off in the corner, Marv, Marv, come here, come here. And my first thought is, what? You've been dodging me for two and a half years. Why am I going to run over here now? And, and you saw. 
And uh, you were you were manning the booth there. And um, let's see, Matt was there. Uh, who else was there? You, I, I, think I think he had the full. Was Kevin there? Yeah, and Kelly too. Yeah, Kelly too. I don't know Kelly. She's the sorry uh, Kelly our marketing team. All right, sorry Kelly, I don't know you, but <laughs> I should. Uh, and you brought me over and said, "You have got to see this." And I want to get into that a little bit later, but I just wanted to I just wanted to say the reason that you called me over. How in the world did you know that I was the person that you needed to seek out? So, you know, when I was, and we'll get to you, like you said, we'll get to it in a minute. Uh, when, I, when, when I was uh, coming up with these, one of the first thoughts in my head was that I wanted you to see them because I've seen your, I've seen your podcast before where like after show, you go over all the swag, which, you know, it sounds like such a silly thing in, you know, on the surface to go through, but when you think about it, like, you know, vendors don't have any actual, like, you know, they don't have anyone to tell them, is this good swag? Is this bad swag? You know, should I do more of this? Other than the only people who tell them that are the MSPs who just take everything or other vendors who go, oh, that's really interesting. Or the people who are selling them the swag. And so they don't have like another party to say like, this is the great stuff. And so I remember I saw, I've seen, I've seen it a couple of times when you've done it and Every time, and I remember my marketing team, uh, they would send me links to it because we would then try to figure out how to get like the best swag <laughs> when I was running <laughs> on marketing at uh, at Zix. So yeah, I've seen it before. I love it. It's uh, that my thought when I when I was making these was exactly that I hoped you were going to be there this time, <laughs> and and I was. Um, so let me do a quick recap for folks because uh, I know that there are some vendors watching this for the first time because they kind of got wind of this while I was there. So when I go to a conference and I don't even know when this started, this probably started three or four years ago where, you know, what? listen, conference attendees like free stuff. Mm -hmm. But I was at the point where I'm like, I don't, I don't want your free stuff if I'm not going to use it. And that's kind of how it started. And, you know, people would collect shirts, which are huge hits. Socks. Socks went big for a while, mm -hmm. but I don't wear those things. Yeah. I just don't, I don't, and it's weird. It goes back to me as a child mm -hmm. and, you know, it, in the beginning it was like, you didn't want to wear brand names because kids would then associate, you know, you know, you with either the brand, oh, you're wearing a brand, you're rich, you know, or something. It was, it was a weird thing. Um, so I always wanted to wear my own, you know, my own shirts. Yeah. Which is, that's how I started, you know, making shirts. Um, but then it became, okay, if I'm going to take shirts, I want them to be good shirts. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I need them to feel good. I need them to fit good because a lot of times we do get, let's just face it. Uh, oh yeah. The cheap, worst cheap crap. Yeah. So then I thought, you know what, rather than just being that picky, I'm just going to go around and grab as much swag as I can. And then I'll sit and evaluate it and give a critique on the swag. And so the first night or the first opportunity that a vendor hall is open, my only purpose that day is to run around and grab swag. <laughs> so for first time vendors, they just start kind of like, what, what, is, what are you doing? Don't just grab my stuff and leave. And I have to explain, trust me, this is what I do. <laughs> and then I come back. The second opportunity, and I do talk to vendors. I actually met a vendor. Um, I don't even know how to say their name. It's either Avpoint or Avepoint. Uh, they had this little uh, little cleanup kit. It's kind of like a Tide oh, bar yeah, and yeah. and a little That's hand sanitizer. Yeah, like TSA friendly one, yeah. Yeah. So, and but they didn't want to give it to me. <laughs> Unless they scanned me. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't get scanned. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm the media. I'm this. And so, but I did go back and talk to them. They have a very interesting product. I'm going to try to get them on the show and talk about it. But it, yeah, it got to a point where I, I wanted to critique swag. Mm -hmm. And listen, here's the thing I do need to say. So for vendors that are watching, I understand swag is expensive. And that you can't go out and get you know the best quality. But if you're going to get products... Let me do this, for instance. Here is a pen that looks to be your very ordinary ballpoint pen. 
And when I go through the pins, one of the things I like a clickable pin. I know that that's a weird little thing. So any pins that have the top or twist or whatever, I don't like those. And then I like a pin that's got a good feel to it. It's, you know, it's not too slick. Nice and great. And I, I picked this pin up and I'm like, okay, I like it. It's got a good look. It's got a little black and silver, a little Raider look to it. But I don't know if you can see that clearly, but that yeah. is the only thing on their pin. And it looks like a logo. I have no idea who this is. <laughs> Do you know what that so kind of reminds me of? It reminds me of uh, Datto's uh, old shirts that she, they put out like a Talk Nerdy to me with just a very small logo, but like right. a great big funny design and a very small logo. That's all they would have on there. Super small logo. Well, but at least they had their logo on it. Yeah, that one. That was a bit nondescript for sure. This has nothing. So the first thing I want to say is, unless your swag is absolutely memorable Mm -hmm. to where they know who you are, you got to have your name on it. (laughs) So you got to. We've got to know who you are. Um, and then sometimes they go super unique. This is Big Leaf. Yes, and they literally a while. They literally made a pen out of a twig. Yeah. And I thought, eh, all right. Well, I mean, it's novelty. Yeah. Memorable and novelty, but not something I'm going to use. Now here, let me get my glasses because I can't read it. This is, oh, a vast. So this is a thumb drive. That is actually in the shape of a thumb. That's great. Did you see their shirts though? Their whole outfit and all of the stuff. I mean, they had this whole I did. The, the whole dad uh, was it dad jokes and their dad joke stickers. I grabbed one of those. Ah, I got a piece of swag to show you. So I grabbed one yeah. of the stickers uh, from Avast. Um, you know, I keep all my dad jokes in a database. And since I'm yep. a fan of dad jokes, yeah, gotta love that one. Yeah. So they were they were a big contender with their total swag package mm-hmm. between the thumb drive, the stickers, their standout orange Avast shirts. You know, it's kind of like, well, I'm not going to wear that for sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that bold in colors. Um, and I need to give a shout out. Actually, I need to do two special shout outs. The first shout out I actually put on the Facebook uh, Solutions Granted mm-hmm. uh, has their utility pens that it's a pen, it's a toolkit, it's a flashlight, it's a compass. Wow. And they have been close in the swag running for a couple of times here. And (laughs) they weren't going to win this year. But on Friday, I had to go visit a client. And I did not expect to be doing any work at this client, but I had to take apart a PC. Didn't have my usual toolkit, but I had in the swag bag the solutions granted uh, tool. So I actually pulled that out, used it. So a very special shout out to Michael uh, over at Solutions Granted, who's who's tried his darndest to get me to, <laughs> to give him the swag prize. And he even stuck, um, stuck uh, Corey and Lisa Loco on me. Uh, <laughs> didn't work. Uh, I want to give another special shout out. One of the big things that is a big thing for me is because of the amount of swag that's there. I don't know if you remember years ago, there were very few bags at the conference. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you usually got one bag, mm-hmm. which I think that'll became known for the bag. Yeah. I still, I have it would be at the front door here's back there. That one is theirs. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing I told people is you gotta have a bag. Have more bags. If you want to get noticed, get your bags, have them nearby. So there's probably like 10 bags at this conference. So that was cool. But I basically was blowing off Barracuda at their booth Mm. and their swag. And by that time, I think I had two bags. And they're like, how would you like to take one of our bags? I'm like, at first, I'm like, okay, it looks like a little cheap little nylon shop. He goes, oh, no, no, no. This bag holds 75 pounds. It can hold both of those bags. <laughs> so I went ahead and took it, and they were, oh, this is a big bag. So talk <laughs> about the amount of swag you can get in this. 
uh, it's a big, but you know, I mean, the other, the other reason I like bags like that, uh, just in general. Uh, so I'm a big, uh, I'm a one bagger myself. Like I bring one bag on airplanes when I travel and I like having a smaller little portable bag that folds up really flat so I can bring it out when I'm, when I'm walking around city or walking around a convention and like that bag is perfect for folding up super flat. So you can just shove it in with your clothes to so you yeah. get a smaller bag to bring with you. Love it. It's good stuff. Yeah. So a shout out to to Barracuda and listen, if they hadn't have pushed me, I wouldn't have gotten the bag, but now I got the bag. I gave them a shout out here in the show. Um, I don't think it'll amount to anything, but maybe they'll come on in the future as well. So that brings us now to the, the top contenders here. Um, I want to go ahead and mention in third place, taking on the apparel category. Mm. And I met a new person there named, I think his name is Dalen. And so I probably got more shirts this time that I've gotten. I've gone away with a lot of shirts. But this shirt really stuck out to me for a couple of reasons. One, it was a nice quality shirt. Mm. Now, shirts that are very lively, very colorful, have a big picture. Usually those are the things that grab your attention. This one, it's a very subtle yeah. shirt, one that you could wear and people aren't really going to you know, question you too much and they're not going to stare and, you know, what's that duck or whatever <laughs> on it. It's just a nice, it looks like a little sports logo. Yeah. But they do have their logo on the sleeve. Yay, trend. Trend. Yeah, Lamont and, uh, and uh, Therese were there. Oh, yeah, the whole crew there at Trend Micro this time. Yeah. And now this is a shirt I would wear. So I actually, normally I don't even get my size in shirts. I'm like, just give me a shirt. I don't care. Because <laughs> they're going to hang in the rafters. I'm yeah, yeah. see all the. Uh, but this one, uh, I actually got two. So this will be <clears throat> one of the very first vendor shirts that you will see me wear out in public. So Trend uh, is the winner of the apparel nice part of that now drinkware is a category that is tough to do because they're bulky hmm. and if you do a mug there's a chance it'll break especially if you have to throw it in your luggage or whatever um, but I do like I like drinkware I like displaying mugs everywhere uh, this one, I, they win just because of the quality. You see a lot of mugs. You see a lot of travel mugs. They'll have the cheap plastic top. They'll have the, the silver uh, stainless steel inside. But this is actually, mm. from the compliancy group, a Yeti mug. Oh, nice. Now, again, I know that swag is expensive. And I know that you just don't walk up and grab this <laughs> as a freebie for anything. But I need to say thank you to the compliancy group for for giving me this. I don't know if they did it because of the swag contest. <laughs> but uh, I like this mug. So awesome. congrats. It's your, it's your, trish, you know, your true Yeti mug uh, with the magnetic top. Good quality seal. Good product there. Um, I will do a secondary shout out. Fort Mesa was probably going to be the winner until I saw the compliancy mug, but, um, so long there. And now we get to the grand prize best swag. And I started out when I introduced you telling everybody that you were calling me over <laughs> that I had to see this. Now I'm going to hold this up. And it's going to need some explanation. <laughs> so this is part one. And this is part two. So if you're watching the screen there, uh, this is a, I'm going to go ahead and say handcrafted something with the channel program logo on it. So if you just look at this on the face value, eh, <laughs> maybe, maybe not good swag, but can you tell us the story? Yeah. Behind this product. 
so you know we don't sell to MSPs, right? MSPs uh, join our platform for free, uh, but they fill out something called our Navistack, which is our vendor management platform. And to attract them into doing so, to, to try to get them to come in, I used to at you know OpenText, I used to give away bottles of whiskey uh, as like you know a way to to start conversations with partners. It was kind of what I became known for uh, for a while. And I wanted to do something similar here. Uh, I'm really big into woodworking. I've built lots of things. I built a house at one point. Uh, and so uh, I wanted to do the same thing. Uh, and so I actually built these uh, these whiskey smokers. Uh, you know, that a lot of it is just dimensioning lumber and a lot of, uh, you know, design on the computer. And then I send it over to my CNC machine and then lots and lots of sanding. But essentially, the way these work is you sit that on top, that little, that wooden, uh, that um, that walnut piece right there. You sit that on top of a glass, a mug. Fort Mesa's would work fine. Uh, you sit it on top. They're nice, perfect. And then you put those oak shavings that I had uh, right there. Those oak shavings go right inside there. You use a torch to light it, and it will smoke your whiskey. The idea is that the oak uh, that they actually um, age whiskey in, uh, it gives it that extra bit of oak uh, flavor right before you drink it. Uh, and those oak shavings actually come from um, uh, they come from timbers that were used inside of uh, sleeper cars in trains. Uh, so they're they're uh, upcycled for the appropriate use, which is smoking whiskey. Interesting. So now, again, I said at first glance, I'm like, not something I would use. But we have a ton of whiskey drinkers in the channel. Uh, we talked bourbon. You can do this with bourbon. Uh, I'm assuming with other uh, liquids as well. Yep. But the whole concept uh, is fantastic. And the fact that handcrafted. Yeah. <laughs> well, and now, so for, next, for the next show, some of the feedback, actually, you, you, uh, you just said it right there. There's plenty of people who don't drink whiskey, uh, and so we're so we're working on some ideas for something else handcrafted next time uh, for those who don't drink whiskey. Because I want to win it. I want to win this multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, and I know that I did ask you while I was at the show in terms of getting the logo mm -hmm. uh, ingrained there. I asked if you use the Glowforge, which is not what you used. Um, yes, yeah, so I, I do have a, a laser engraver that I, I did for some of them, uh, which is similar to like what Glowforge does. But this is a CNC, so it's called a it's a Onefinity CNC, and it's a a very loud, uh, very uh, expensive machine that you know does. Uh, actually, it's less expensive than the Glowforge, surprisingly. Uh, but oh. yeah, Glowforge is quite expensive. But it basically car carves it all as long as you send out the uh, the instructions correctly. All right. So I got to ask, mm -hmm. how many did you end up making? I made uh, about 65 of them. Um, uh, you know, our goal was to get, you know, MSPs to, to come in, add to their stacks right on the spot. And they did, you know, and, you know, those are those normally go, I think, for about thirty five to forty dollars a pop. Uh, and so, like you said before, swag's expensive. It sure is. Uh, but there's definitely times when, you know, expensive swag is worth it if you're trying to get meetings, if you're trying to. I mean, if you, you know, I think a lot of vendors really need to look at the ROI. Like if you're trying to get a meeting with someone, how expensive, how much would you pay for that meeting? How much is it worth it to you? And, you know, the other thing I used to look for when I used to buy swag was anything to get someone to stop and talk to you in the booth. And those do really well at getting people to stop and talk to you in the booth. That is true. I mean, it did get my attention. <laughs> uh, and just, and just well, to let I'll people know. you down for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the channel program uh, basically a, a vendor platform, uh, the homepage destination for every MSP, uh, let's see product reviews. Yeah. Peer, uh, peer based product reviews. So it's the only place in the MSP community where, uh, MSPs can go and review their vendors and the feedback they give to those vendors helps other MSPs find, uh, their next vendor they want to work with. Uh, we also have the largest industry event calendar for MSPs. Uh, where uh, it has more uh, more events than anything else, uh, so MSPs can keep up to date on what's going on in the space. And then, lastly, uh, is our uh, is our, uh, our our vendor management platform for MSPs. We launched that in August, and so far, uh, we've had MSPs have added uh, over ten thousand products to that platform uh, in just three and a half months, and it allows those MSPs to see 
you know, their entire vendor uh, stack all in one place and find out places where they might need to make adjustments. All right. So I just put the link up in the show notes and let me throw it in the chat here, the channel program.com. So go check them out and find out what other people think about your vendors in the channel. So nice. And go check out those other vendors who gave, who got a uh, nominated for swag. I mean, Fort Mesa, um, trend micro. They're awesome. Love those guys. Yep. Oh, and Avast. love those guys. All right. All right, Justin, I know I'd asked you only to hang out for a few minutes. You want to hang out some more? Sure. I'm always happy to. How, how, let me ask you this. How familiar with the show are you? Because I know that you said people have sent you links for the swag stuff. but uh... Uh, Well, it was mostly for that because at the time I was in channel marketing. And so, you know, I was responsible for picking swag and budgets. Uh, that was the biggest thing I was most, uh, most familiar with. All right. Are you, are you familiar with the Florida Man segment? Well, I mean, I'm familiar with Florida Man in general since I am from Florida, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, very familiar with Florida Man in general. Is this the part where you have to guess if it's a Florida Man or something else? Now, that's another show. They, <laughs> they do the guessing. I don't guess. So my my concept is Florida Man or random question. So the concept was for people that were not in Florida, that they would come up with a similar story from their town or city or state mm -hmm. that they thought would beat out a Florida man story. Oh, man. Uh, since you're from Florida, I can't necessarily ask you in that way. So I could ask you one of two things. Do you have a Florida man story that you would like to share or would you like to answer a random question? Uh, we'll do random question because I'm pretty sure most of my Florida man stories have already made the news since I live here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So let's uh, pull up a random question here. Let me get to my random question generator. And these are pretty good questions. So let's go to, I don't want to do that one. Let's pull up another one here. Oh, this will be interesting. What is your favorite memory from a volunteer or charity experience. Ooh, uh, favorite memory from a volunteer charity experience. Um, hmm, man, I'm really selfish. I'm in sales, so I'm really selfish. I never volunteer. No. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of the the volunteer stuff that I've done has been stuff to help out with, uh, you know, my son's school and the different things there. Um, you know, bike race stuff, uh, bike race type stuff that they do at the school. Those are always some of my favorite, uh, helping out with, um, you know, my wife does a lot of stuff. She's like the, the, the school mom sort of thing. Like she, she does a, the class mom. Uh, and, uh, I like going in to be able to help out with the bike races. Uh, the kids will do a big bike race and I'm a big guy who likes to also ride. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, that, that's one of my favorite things, getting to see kids all light up around, you know, riding bicycles. Nice. All right. Well, had you come up with a Florida man story? Mm. Uh, this is what you would have been going up against. Oh, Lord. Uh, the story was from yesterday. And the not title is old. It's not even a day old. Oh, God. That's how that's how many stories there are in Florida. <laughs> yep. Uh, and there were a couple today that I thought. But this one, uh, this one is in honor of my good, my good friend, Chad from Canada, who loves a good Florida man story that involves alligators. <laughs> Okay. Uh, this story, the title is Florida man was keeping five alligators in bathtub. Wow. So a Florida man is facing charges after an anonymous tip led wildlife officers to find five young alligators in his bathroom. I so, so many questions. Robert, so many questions. <laughs> Robert Lee Robinson. Well, that definitely sounds like Florida man name for sure. There we go was arrested on criminal charges for personal possession of wildlife without a permit. So that's the first thing I want to address is for people that don't live here who think that alligators are just free to pick up and have as pets. No, they are not. So uh, the reptiles appeared to just be over a foot long and were being kept in the bathroom. And it's not clear how long he had them. 
but he admitted to investigators that he caught the gators in a pond at a park near his home in St. Cloud, which is about 25 miles south of Orlando. So many questions. Like so many questions (laughs) I have. Yes. So I don't have a deep dive into that, but we're going to have to find it. So here's the actual under Florida state law. Capturing alligators or their eggs is a third degree felony that can land someone in jail for up to five years. So I I can't beat it, but I can give you an interesting story. So on Friday after the IT Nation event, I was driving back uh, from, you know, from Orlando. I was driving back. I live in the Pensacola area. And I was driving back and I stopped at a gas station and I look and there's a sign that says, and I didn't go in because I mean, I, I had no desire to become the next Florida man story. I, and I look and there's a sign that says uh, baby alligators. Like that's a thing that at their, at their like for sale. Right? <laughs> but that's what in my mind, I'm like, okay, but is this for sale? Is this to pet? Is this to have an experience? Is this like a mini zoo inside of a gas station? There's so many questions I have. And then the next thought in my mind was only in Florida would this actually be a thing like this is it's not like I mean, I live in Pensacola. There's no alligators you know, around every corner here, um, you know, as, as much as you would think there is with alligators in all of our stories. But, yeah, so that's a that's a thing at a gas station you can get here. Yeah, sure is. Oh, man. So, buy, uh, buy Justin, thank you for alligator. Well, what was that to buy a pack of smokes and an alligator? we've got extra clearance (laughs) uh, Justin thanks for hanging out here thanks Marvin before we go I should probably uh, mention some of the other sponsors that I did at the beginning of the show of course our presenting sponsor NetAlly our live show sponsor Computers Done Right and a supporting sponsor, Instant House Call. Those, of course, are on our website. Uh, and in every show notes, uh, click on their sites and thank them uh, for being a sponsor and supporter of the show here. Um, now, I started off with a recap of IT Nation. Now, did you go to any of the sessions any breakouts or anything like that while you were there? Or were you just I wish in the vendor I, hall? I honestly time? was in meetings. Uh, luckily, I was in meetings, uh, you know, uh, talking to vendors and MSPs uh, pretty much every day, all day. So I didn't get to go to any of those, unfortunately. Well, were they good? That's, that's fine. That's, that's what you're there for, right? To, to, to get that one-on-one with uh, partners and vendors and all that. Mm-hmm. Were, were they good? Did you get to go to them? I went to a couple. Um, I actually was doing the 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 media thing Mm. and getting interviews and getting content and talking to people. I did go to a couple. This is one of those. I think that if I were able to go back as a full attendee, Mm -hmm. it would be, you know, a lot more opportunity to go into, especially those breakout sessions. I I heard that those were pretty good. Yeah. I did attend the general sessions, but I did miss out on, on part of Friday. Like I said, I've got clients in the area. So I went to go see those Friday afternoon. So I missed out on a, a lot of the Friday stuff. I think Friday was the big day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it was, uh, I mean, I, I know I was still talking to partners. Usually a lot of these events, you know, I noticed that that last day is really trails off really fast. You know, it's, you know, your meetings with your vendors and your partners, they tend to slack off. Whereas here, I mean, there were, there were people still uh, in mass in, in, in present all the way up until, I left at around I think three or four and they were still, there were still tons of people there. So that was, it was impressive that they were able to keep that many people rooted there uh, at the event uh, all the way up until the very end. I, I will say this in terms of scheduling the conference, a lot of times I get frustrated if a conference starts on a Sunday or a Monday mm. and then it only goes to Tuesday or Wednesday and you're midweek. And yes, we're always rushing to get out. Yeah. Personally, I don't like three day conferences. I'm, just throw that out there. Yeah. I just, um, I think if you can't get it done in two days, you know, and then get back to work, I, I think starting it on Wednesday, which technically Wednesday was not the official first day. That was supposed to be the pre-day. They did the pitch a competition, but then Thursday and Friday were the two days. But having it in an area like Orlando where people want to stay because they want to get to that weekend yep. and go do some of the events around the wow. area, that's probably why there are so many people still there. I mean, yeah. I mean, other, you know, other conferences can learn from that for sure. I mean, cause you know, 
I don't, you know, when you're a vendor now, we're we're different because we're a media company as well. Uh, but you know, for the vendors that are there who are wanting to talk to MSPs, you know, nobody wants to, you know, waste the entire last day of being there just talking to a few partners. Uh, so this one, you know, I, th I thought it was great. I thought they had tons of interaction right up to the very end, which is great. That's what it's what you always want. It is. It is. All right. Well, Justin, again, thank you for, for coming out. It's funny that this is the way I had to get you on the show is to uh, get, you, get you to win the swag contest. <laughs> but I want, you to, I want you to remember that it was me. I was I had a devious plan and I stuck to it and I, I was I was I was set in my mission and I'm just glad I accomplished it. It did. So now you know what this means. If you, if you want to win multiple times, you really got to step your game up. All right. Uh, game on. I'm, I'm ready for it. All right. And congratulations to everybody else that I mentioned. I'll have a full list in the show notes for everybody there. And I know that we're coming up on the holidays. I will be doing a show uh, next week before Thanksgiving. Uh, and I will also be doing my Black Friday preview as per usual. Uh, it's going to be a little different. I think I'm going to have two separate shows instead of trying to cram one big long show. I'm working with a couple of people where we're going to do little shows uh, Monday through Wednesday. So be on the lookout for the Black Friday previews. We're going to deep dive into some things that you can get. Hopefully you'll use the Amazon link and support the show. Not a big commission, but you know, one, two percent, you know, adds up and I can do great things like attend conferences and, you know, judge swag for everybody here. Uh, we've got some other great, uh, podcast coming up. As I mentioned, thread will be on the show. I'm reaching out to the other pitch it finalists that were there this year. We'll get them on the show and some new vendors. Like I said, that I met again, tons of vendors, uh, new and old alike. And the channel that we'll be getting on the show will finish out the year strong and, uh, be a lot of content. So stay on the lookout folks. Justin, uh, stay with me here as we end off the show. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode of the IT Business Podcast. Head over to the website and see more shows, especially the audio ones. And we will see you soon. And until then, holla. Mm -hmm.